Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's U.S. Open. It is also First Cut After Dark. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, happy Father's Day. Uh, well, on the East Coast, it's happy. Happy Father's Day to Greg, actually. We run on, we run on East Coast time. Greg, happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. KP, it'll be the same for you very soon, but uh, happy early Father's Day. For you out there, yes. But yeah, first cut Thank after you. dark. I like it. Dialed uh, in ten positions for Sunday. Sorry. Literally, literally, it was it was first cut after dark as Wyndham and Ricky were coming up. Uh, were coming up eighteen, Greg. We were talking about it. It yes, was. It was. It was that dark. <laughs> it was U.S. Open after dark. Yeah, right. <laughs> it it didn't look. It, I mean, it never does on TV. Right, it never looks as dark. But um, I, I kind of realized it for the first time when Wyndham mentioned it after the round. Uh, I was very curious when the tee times came out if that was going to be a factor. And it seems like it was. I mean, he's, Wyndham said in his press conference after that his bogey on 17 and, and Ricky's bogey on 18, he thought was because of darkness. I, do, I mean, I do think Ricky could have taken off the sunglasses. That probably would have helped him a little bit. Uh, but Wyndham didn't have to worry about that. Uh, all right. Let's focus on the top of the board here. So we've got uh, two in the final group. That's how this works. At 10 under par. One of them is Wyndham Clark, Josh. The other is... Shame. Ricky Fowler. We will get better at that. We will absolutely get better at that at some point. But 10 under par, Ricky Fowler, KP, entered the day uh, with the lead. He shot an even par 70. It was a little bit of everything. Made three birdies, three bogeys, uh, including a very short miss putt on 18. That uh, is not going to make it easy for him to sleep uh, tonight. But he will be the co-leader looking for his first major championship. Man, he uh, well, a couple of things. He's playing great, man. It, it's it's so cool to see. He he was talking afterwards about how this is the most comfortable he's ever felt at a major championship, and you know he he also 
was talking a little bit about how he doesn't really feel scared about the outcome tomorrow, which he said is a little bit unusual for just the arc of his career. And that's a, I, I don't know. We'll see how tomorrow goes, but that's not nothing. You know, I, I, I was a little bit, I felt like he had an opportunity to take over the tournament on 14 when he had that birdie putt. Yeah. Hit an amazing iron shot. Might have been a wedge. I couldn't really tell from where I was. I was standing on we – we were standing on 15 tee box. But he just, like, missing that putt and missing the putt on 18, and now he's brought he's, – he's, like, really brought guys back into it in a way that if he birdies 14 and pars 18, it's kind of like you don't have to play amazing to win the U.S. Open on Sunday. So – I just it was it was like right there for him to kind of take hold of the tournament and he he didn't do it, which is still in control, but he doesn't he doesn't have one hand on the trophy like he could have. It's not like a moment, Greg, and it was kind of hard to tell. I don't know how it came across in um, came across on TV, but in real time, what had happened is. Rory on 14 just had an unbelievable up and down, like the dirtiest, the one of the dirtiest shots I've ever seen uh, from literally 15 tee box to get it to that, to that back pin on 14. He rolls the putt in. So he Sick. makes uh, unbelievable, like legit unbelievable. One of the best it shots It looked I've ever like seen. it on TV too. It, it was, it was filthy. So he rolls that birdie putt in and then he, so he's got a little bit of momentum here and, and Xander's making a mess. So Rory's probably feeling good. And before Rory is teeing off on 15, he's actually waiting for those guys to play up on 14 because they're, they're literally right there. And Ricky stuffs one. And, and yes. it felt like, oh, man. Like, in real time. That was that a was moment. Like, yes. It was punch, counterpunch. Rory tees off, hits, like, a fine shot, like a good shot into 15. And then Ricky misses, lips out the birdie. And it, and it felt like Ricky had a chance to kind of – you know, hit him with like a one-two, didn't get it done. He, um, R- Rory was on 15T, and that, they caught it on the broadcast. He said, let's wait for Ricky to hit. Yeah. Uh, and then he did, and they were, the camera was on, the camera was on Rory on the T, and you heard the roar, and then they showed Rory's shot, and then they went back and showed Ricky's, and he, and he missed. You know, it, it really you could watch the highlights from Ricky's round and think that he putted really well today. Uh, and I, I do think he hit a number of quality putts, but there were, there were definitely some, some putts he left out there. Kyle mentioned the two big ones, um, the one on 14 and of course 18, but you know, he, he really could have taken control of this tournament without doing a whole lot more than he did. Yeah, he's swinging so well right now. The the rhythm is is just beautiful to watch, um, and, and then and he got a couple bonuses. Like everything went his way. the The bonus at uh, seven and the bonus at um, uh, thirteen. I mean, those are it was a thirty nine footer and a sixty nine seventy seventy yeah. footer, right? I mean that that you can't rely on that. And you, when you get those, they have to be bonus. They can't be making up for missed three footers, you know, missed four footers. So that's kind of the disappointing aspect. Um, but something Ricky said also in his press conference after, which I think holds true no matter what happens, 
tomorrow he's going to have to go out and play great golf. It, it doesn't matter if those putts went in or not, if he's in the lead or one back or two back or where, wherever he is, uh, he's, he's going to have to go play great, play great golf. It's just it, it's going to really stick in my head if, and everybody's head and especially his head, if he loses by one tomorrow. Yeah. The thing, the thing is KP and you know, we can kind of speak a little bit to like the feeling, you know, it felt like Ricky had his nose ahead of everybody all day long and guys, guys got, got within arm's reach. And then he, yeah, he rolls in the putt on 13. And I remember that was, so everybody has these, you know, these earphones in. So it, and, and there's no cell service. So like, everybody kind of found out in their ear that Ricky made birdie at 13 because it's at the far end of the property. And I was like, Oh my God, he just like, he can't, he's not letting anybody catch him. He's just keeping his nose ahead. Well, you look at the leaderboard after 54, his nose isn't ahead. He's, he's tied with Wyndham Clark. Rory McIlroy is one behind and Scotty Scheffler's just three back. So a day that felt like he kind of controlled it is not the reality that we sit on here on Saturday night. I was thinking about this coming down the stretch and it, it was, it was for me, it was just like winning majors is so freaking hard. Like you have to be, and I think it, I think it feels a little bit extra like that for Ricky because we were kind of joking about this. How long has he led this tournament for? I mean, it's, it's been the entire, it like, feels like the entire, he's almost done the, the, the KP special and gone, not just wire to wire, but like first, first, uh, first tee shot to wire, first right? Like, he, I mean, he shot 62 on Thursday morning and he hasn't. I, did he, did anybody knock him out of the lead? Yeah, he well, was trailing Wyndham Clark today for a lot of the front. Not when they made the yeah. turn, he was behind Wyndham. Wyndham had him. Wyndham and had I guess. I guess Wyndham was up a little bit on Friday too. So never mind. I'm an idiot. But he's the point stands like he's been um, in the lead at the end of the day. Like just going wire to wire, so emotionally draining. I I think it, you've been asking me this about Rory about the um, the lack of juice out here. Feels like a USAM, not a US Open. I think it actually might benefit Ricky, right? Because I think that. It's just a. I just think he feels really comfortable, and he's been saying that all week, but not really given a reason for it. I think that might be the reason. There's just, I don't know if it comes through like this on TV, Greg. There is, there's no juice. It's the, it's a, it's a low E open, and I feel, it, it stinks because the golf course is cool. Um, it's a great setting. The, the leaderboard's sick, and there's just, there's just nobody out here, and I, I do wonder how much that benefits. Ricky, especially having had the lead for all three days going into to Sunday. It comes through big time on TV. Um, and even what Ricky made a 70 footer on 13 and there's just kind of a wave, right? And it looks like a Thursday morning. There's, hot there's from nobody back there. Yeah. A normal PGA tour event. You can't get within. I'll tell you exactly there there because there's a sprink, a sprinkler head there. It is like 149 yards you, is the closest you can get. To thirteen because yeah. I waited for the and there's head right there. I I'll tell like you, like 149 yards. I think it is. Uh, I did <laughs> so, Rick. I I actually sneaked back there today for the Rory um, Xander group, and I I felt like I was doing something illegal 
Like I, I thought I was going to be kicked out of the U S open because it just, it feels a little bit like, um, I was thinking about this. It feels like that the 13 T box at Augusta where nobody can get to, and it's just super quiet. And it's, it's just a, you know, as few fans as there are on the rest of the property, there's, there's literally like nobody back there. And it's just a really strange place for two, for the two leaders to have made birdie putts to, to kind of surge ahead of everybody else on, on Saturday. Yeah. Probably the worst hole for there to be like moments happening because no one is, no one is seeing them play out. Well, Ricky Fowler in at 10 under par, uh, Wyndham Clark also at that number. So kind of Wyndham makes a late birdie on 18 to, to ruin our Ricky Rory final, uh, final pair. But Greg, really, I think the, the story from Wyndham's round came on 17. Um, he hits one into the Barranca, not good, sprays it. It looks like he's up against the rock. I, I, I think I, – I obviously wasn't down there. I didn't see the lie, whatever. But I feel like there are some guys who would have taken a shot at trying to advance it or trying to get a club on it. And Wyndham Clark, I was proud of him in the moment to exercise patience. Uh, I know it's very – when you have like 20 holes to play in a major championship, it's very tempting to not – take a drop and to just try to do something. And he took his medicine. He makes bogey, which is plenty of golf left to be played. And he gets rewarded with that immediately by making one of the few birdies that we saw on 18 all day. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, look, they, it, he probably could have hit it and it probably wasn't the right call, you know? So it, it was big to get it up and down after taking the drop, getting to drop in the fairway. Uh, he actually got to place it in the fairway because it was on such a big slope. That was that was a, a big moment. Um, again, he credited a little bit of the darkness for that second shot in there, um, which take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, he, you know, it's funny he hit so many great long iron shots today uh, from that from 200 yards, 210 yards, like he like he was on 17. So that had to be a disappointing moment, but these things happen in us opens and it, it, it showed a lot of patience, you know, it showed a lot of patience for him to decide, make the decision, take the drop and, uh, and, and get it up and down and stay in the moment. So I, I thought that was a really big moment too. Also 13 was a huge answer to yeah. Fowler and the shot he hit in there was so, was so good. Uh, so I, I love the way that Wyndham Clark's playing right now. I mean, you think Rick. about Rory and Ricky and these Hollywood stories that are brewing and Wyndham Clark could be the guy to spoil the party. Rick is, uh, they're just replaying the Siwoo going down on the 15th <laughs> T highlight, which is yeah, incredible. Siwoo might be the best. He's, he's amazing. Um, is Wyndham Clark a badass? <sighs> like I kind of got, I kind of got badass vibes at the end of this third round. The, he 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 just twirled in everybody's face on eighteen, right? Because everybody was going, "Oh, it's Ricky Rory." Everybody was getting their photos ready and their memes and all you know the narrative, and he just twirled on just danced on everybody on 18 it was unbelievable (laughs) and then he and then he went after the usga about the and he was right like the tea time like why even why even flirt with it like what are we uh, 
it was just yep. it, the whole the whole day felt kind of weird because it was waiting, 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 and then they finish in the dark. And it's yeah, like which, that. We knew, we knew that when, when we saw the tea times come out, we were like, "Well, I can do math. Like, I know what time sunset is. This isn't going to work." That was it was anyway. Like my my bigger point is that he kind of like danced on the USGA. Also, he might he might be like a low key badass. I'm kind of I'm certainly more into Wyndham Clark on Saturday night after he shot whatever he shot in 69 in the third round than I was 24 hours ago. He, he's, he's certainly rising in the, in the badass rankings. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this KP. I mean, Wyndham, Wyndham Clark, um, major championship. Uh, you know, I, I would normally ask like, Hey, is he, is he a contender or a pretender? But is, is like, is this, is this, is this real or is this feels is, is Wyndham Clark real? Well, Here's the problem is Sunday, as you guys know, just feels so different. Now he's also going to be helped by the, by the lack of juice at this, at this open, but Sunday, it just feels different, man. Like you're, you know, one up with five to go and you start thinking like, am I going to win the U S open? And that just has a different, um, <laughs> you know, it's like uh wind horse there, uh, Rick, but, that just has a different <laughs> that that's a different thing than leading on Friday night, leading on Saturday night, shooting, you know, a great sixty-seven in the second round. So I, I he, he's never been even close to this position before. And you can be all the badass you want, but it Sunday's different. Let me pitch you something else, Greg. Uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we said things like, Hey. You know who got their first career wins at Quail Hollow? Guys like Rory, guys like uh, Ricky. Ricky, right? Max All these guys. That, yeah, Max Homa, guys that turned into like pretty darn good players after Wyndham Clark wins at Quail Hollow, which, by the way, uh, top three on the leaderboard, three guys that won at Quail Hollow. I know it's weird because when we, because Wyndham wasn't a kid when he did it but like we might have two careers of Wyndham Clark everything before like 2023 and like if his career started in 2023 he would be the biggest rising star we would be projecting him out unbelievably with the skill set with the stats where the wins were contending in this major championship so like it's hard. It's really hard to wrap my brain around this. Yeah, it's a unique situation because you you mentioned skill sets. He has them. I mean, he's the maybe Harris English is a rival, maybe Xander is a rival, but he's the best putter on this on this board, uh, and definitely putting the best this week. But and he's long, plenty long. I mean, he smashes that. He smashes that driving iron. So skill set wise, yes, this it's not like at Aaron Hills we had Brian Harmon in there, and it felt like David versus Goliath. But this doesn't feel like like Goliath at all. He he can hang, but before pre twenty twenty three, it was a like a disappointment. Everything was a letdown. So the reason you have this perception of Wyndham Clark is because he was an underachiever. And now all of a sudden he's living up to what his and he added a new skill set with his iron play. I mean, it's spinning. Well, you know, so you know, you know what it is, Greg. It's it's Sam Burns two point oh. 
right? Because oh, it's a great comp. He he murders the ball. He puts it great. And the thing that he flipped in his career is is his iron play. And he went from being like kind of a bad iron player to being a, not just an average iron player, but a really really good one. Like he's been awesome this year. And so yeah, we, now we've I mean, got. We've talked about it a lot this year, but like I think it's six of his best iron play performances of his career are all in 2023. Like six of maybe eight of his best 10 are this year. Uh, it's it's been inc- an incredible flip. Yeah. So we've got Wyndham Clark, potential badass, potential Ryder Cupper, potential major champion if, uh, if he plays as well on Sunday as he has the first three days. And, and definite flusher indeed. So that's your final pairing. Two guys in at 10 under par. Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark. You'll be happy to know they're going out about an hour earlier on Sunday, 3.30 p.m. local time. That's just the final group. The chase pack, very, very dangerous. We're going to talk about them, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back, lurking just one shot behind Wyndham and Ricky Fowler lies on Rory McIlroy, who shot a one under 69. Uh, KP, we saw 
most of these out there today, uh, how would you assess a Sunday and a Sunday night going into maybe a major championship win for Rory McIlroy? Well, uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. Shocking. What's wrong with our audio? Audio. I'm hearing double. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's me. Okay. Um, so I think I think Rory has had two different game plans this week, and both of them have been pretty awesome. And the first one is on the course. And he, we talked about this on Friday, but he's been changing speeds. He's been, he's been kind of Pedro Martinez, like, like throwing heaters, but also taking something off and throwing that filthy change up. I mean, the, 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 he, he talked about this again on Saturday. He's like, I'm not really hitting driver a ton. I think he's hitting him maybe a little bit more than he gave himself credit for, but he's, he's just like, mixing and matching shots and speeds in a way that I I don't know that I was prepared for. And I don't know that he's done in a, in a while, you know, at, at Oak Hill, remember Greg, he said, I'm just going to bang driver everywhere as far as I can, as often as I can. And that's sort of what the golf course called for, but it's been really fun to watch him use some of that creativity of, I don't want to say yesteryear, but some of the creativity that, makes him one of the great players of the last 30 years uh, because this golf course kind of calls for it. So I've, I've very, very much uh, enjoyed the changing of speeds, the different pitches. Um, but then I think the other game plan that he has deployed is off the course. Like he, his media availability has been tiny. Like he'll come in and, the, the USGA will say, hey, you got four, four questions. That's it. Then it's over. And I was talking about this with, with another media member after the PGA Championship. I was like, I kind of wish he would just start saying, like, screw you guys. I'm not going to sit in here for 30 minutes. And, you know, he, he's, he's the best talker in the game, I think. But it, it's taxing. You know, there's a real tax that he pays there. And uh, he doesn't he doesn't owe that to he's talked enough for the rest of his career. Right. And, and so I've been, I've been impressed with both of the game plans that he's kind of taken into the U S open. And now he's got what his best or second best chance of the last five years to win a, a fifth major championship. I think, um, does this sound better? Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Uh, the, I, I we've talked we talked about this a little bit last night. I think the stars are aligning a little bit. I think I think it's all that stuff, Kyle. I think it's on the course, off the course. This is a good setup for him. The the, the other thing, Greg, he has gotten uh, how do I want to say this? The least out of every round. I, I mean, he's made. I, I think the longest putt he made in round three, I think, was twelve feet. Or uh, the longest putt he made in round two, I think, was thirty. Like I, he just hasn't like made a lot of putts over fifty. Like he's earned every single shot that he's had out there. He hasn't gotten particularly lucky. Um, actually, I will say okay. So I'll say I'll say thirteen uh, or fourteen today. He was unlucky that his drive went into the rough, and I think that he was lucky that 
it landed on 15T, one inch away from being in the rough there. Yes. So even Steven, but but I don't think he's gotten particularly lucky. Um, I I think he's going to win it. Like I, I genuinely think he's going to win. You watch him. There's a couple things that he's doing really well. Um, one, like Kyle mentioned, the game plans. I completely agree. I think those are great points, KP. Um, when he's hitting a less than driver, it's still he. I mean, he is freewheeling it. Right? Like it is fluid. It is free. It is full bore. He's not holding anything back. He's hitting it high, <laughs> especially with the irons, launching them in the air. I mean, not every time on the broadcast, the whoever's on the call is saying this one mile in the air. They're all a mile in the air. The shot trace is leaving the screen every time. It's yeah, it's one after the next. And so you you have this width in the golf course. He's playing to the width, and yet he's still, you know, right right there and it, driving and driving distance. All drives he's fourth in the field and not hitting a lot of drivers. And in fairways, he's sixth in fairways hit this week. And that's something that doesn't happen very often for Rory McIlroy. And I think a lot of that has to do with strategy. He's playing a much um, a much lower stress major championship than we typically see. And he, he's not in these extremely difficult situations. And it allows him to play a little bit of offense. Yet at the same time, the beauty of the strategy He's understanding when he has to play defense too. So it, it's been a it's been very low stress, and he looks calm, but he looks intense. Like he wants he wants it. But I mean, I would say over the last three weeks, uh, this is the best that he's swung the club. It's come together. It's a lot better than it was at the Memorial. A lot better than it was. Yeah. In he's swinging well. It's it's a good week for it too. A couple other notes on him. I mean, obviously, it's a good week for it to come together, but uh, he kind of kicked away shots on certainly eight. I mean, Rick and I were standing there, and it's like, he can make three here, and then he made five. You know, five was not five was a bad – that was a bad number for him from where he was. He had, he had a bad second shot. Uh, he kicked away kind of a shot on six. He, he – it was a tougher pin, I guess, but – it, it wasn't a difficult bunker shot. He, he didn't hit a very good shot there. So, he, he, I mean, he had a kind of an opportunity to shoot 67, something like that. Um, the other thing, well, one, I thought he ended Xander's career with the drive on one. Like, I thought that I thought Xander might have to retire after Rory hit it 388 and Xander couldn't get out of the bunker. I mean, it, it felt like – I bet I didn't know – <laughs> To send the Vince Carter doc gift, <laughs> we, were, we were literally so we were we were in line with the fairway bunker, and Xander left the first one in, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is wild!" And then he left the second one in, and I was like, "Send it now, just send it now." Rory had pumped one three eighty down the middle of the fairway, and I said, "Send it now, it's over." I think he had- I think he had, I, I I did say I was like it, it it might be over. I didn't send it, but I did say out loud to Rick. I I think it might be over. But I actually said it before Xander hit his shots. I said it after Rory hit his drive because it was yeah. it That's was uh, it was that impressive. 
the, the other thing that I was going to say is, um, the, well, I know we talked about it, but that I can't get over the, the so the one-two punch of the checking spinny pitch that he hit into, into mm. 14, that was a filthy shot. Like that up and down was just because it, I don't know if TV did justice to the, the angle that he had kind of over the, I mean, it's a shot that I leave in the bunker like a hundred times out of a hundred and he couldn't really see, like, I don't think where it was going and it, the, just the shot was disgusting. But then he followed it up at this kind of cutting, like held off sand wedge into 15 in, in the that obviously the pin was front right and everybody was kind of going not back left but middle to mid left to back left and he, he uh, Wyndham Clark did this too but they both hit these kind of held off cutting probably sand wedges into that pin and he didn't make the putt but it was just like man if this dude's hitting at 388 and also hitting shots like this from 80 yards or 60 yards or whatever that's his his touch this week has been, I think, super impressive. Like it's been really, really good in a way that I don't know if we've seen in in quite a while from him. The the spinny pitch on fourteen is one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> just, just, Justin Thomas hit one at Riviera from behind um, five or six. The one before the par three on the front with the bunker in the middle, whatever whatever hole that is. Um, that that was unbelievable playing with Tiger, and this one was way better than that. It was so unreal good, and then he made. I mean, it was it was it was top notch stuff. I've never seen anything like it. Hey, how big is that uh, that whiff on eighteen on Thursday? Oh. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think about I think about that. I think about I'd have to go back and look. I feel like he's had so many birdie looks from call it five to 15 feet a lot today so many and he's hit a lot of good putts that haven't fallen where he's gotten the pace right he's had a lot like you said it greg like he's had a lot of like stress as stress-free as they can be in major at at u.s opens like pars right because he's had a lot of those five to 15 foot birdies that didn't drop and the whiff on his final hole on thursday just literally slides the club Underneath you know, the ball. The, I've, the one I haven't thing, seen anybody else do that this week, by the way. I've I've seen one whiff this week. It was by Rory McIlroy. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing I would say to that is he got the next one up and down, for which was huge. And you could very easily make bogey from the rough where he was without whiffing it. You know, if he had hit yeah. the first one on the green like he did and missed the putt, we would not we wouldn't be talking about it. So I I don't think the whiff is as big of a you oh, know he, he loses is, by oh, one. Okay, oh. Re, oh, sorry, Greg. Re, yeah. Rewind no, this. No, Re, no, Rewind this show. Just like sit off. Okay, oh. no, no. Rewind it again. Okay, so watch watch when he gets through it, and he he kind of like he's got this interesting finish going. Oh, that's oh my gosh. Yeah, so he just like yanks. He just like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. it's it's almost like he's like you. I'm interested to hear your opinion on this, Greg. But it's almost like he's holding it off at the bottom, or like checking at the bottom, and then have he has this like almost like fake follow through. Like it's not he's yeah. not following through on his actual shot. He's just 
he's just like putting the club up in the air. What what is what, what's it, going on? Jeff? He's trying to get the he's trying to add spin. And when you try to add spin, you try to almost rotate the club face the other way. So instead of letting the toe pass the heel, which is the a nor the quote unquote, it's a bad term, but natural release of the club, the face has a little closure to it. And when you're trying to add spin, you try to add a little loft. So you're rotating your wrists and forearms the other way. It's almost like you're keeping your left palm pointed towards the target on the way through. And so you you can't really finish as, as smoothly, as clear. And that's where you get that kind of... And I think there's a little swagger in, in that one too. Uh, but it's, sure. it's the combination. Yeah, he uh, wants you to know that he, that he checked it. Yeah. I'll tell you that it was, it it didn't spin until like the fourth bounce. And I will tell you what, the first three, everyone there was holding their breath like, oh no, please. It's got to be coming at some point. Like it has to, it has to come at some point. And then the anchor drops and it uh, it was, it was very, very cool. And then he buried it. I mean, what a, what a, it was a, it was a really cool moment. I, I think, Man, it's going to be super interesting to see how he asserts himself on Sunday. You know, he's. T- I-, I want to come back to Rory at the very end because I've got a thought at the end of the. I've, I've got I've got the goods for you guys at the end of the podcast. But um, he he's talked a lot about how like, hey, it feels like I haven't won a major before, or it feels like it feels like I'm going for my first major, right? And I'm very interested to see, like, what is he like swaggering around on Sunday? Like, I'm the, I'm the guy to beat here, or is it, you know, just what what's he like on Sunday at LACC with, you know, some like we talked about Brooks's history at the PGA. This is like real, like golf history to to win a fifth, and uh, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of how that unfolds tomorrow afternoon. One shot back is Rory McIlroy. He will play with Scotty Scheffler. Stop me if you've heard this before. Scotty Scheffler in the mix at another major championship. And it kind of all just came late, Greg. It was the floodgates opening. Scotty Scheffler, Eagles eight, uh, 17, holes out from the fairway. And Birdies 18, that's about 1,000 yards worth of holes that he played in five strokes to inject himself right back in the mix of this one. This was so sudden. You know, it <laughs> felt like following Scotty, they showed him every once in a while, obviously not nearly as much as um, the three guys we've talked about already. But it felt like he could never get ahead. Like he could never, you know, get himself back in the mix. It was a birdie bogey or bogey bogey birdie. Um, yeah, that happened three times today, and it, it was like he was kind of sputtering. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he holds it on seventeen to get to six, and now you kind of raise your eyebrows. And then he gets a great read from Cam Smith on eighteen and buries that one too. But this is just the knack for magic that Scotty. I mean. It lands in the per. It looked like a little depression. Like there's a lot of slope around there. There's one flat spot. And he lands it in the flat spot. And it trickles in like a putt. I mean, you can't make it. You can't make it up. It it's a, been the hardest hole in the golf course for the week. It, it he has a knack for magic. He did this last year on Saturday at at Brookline. 
it, it's it's I'm I've said this nine times, KP, but I just what more what more is there to say? Scotty is relentless, he's patient, he's everything that works so well in golf and it really works well at majors. Yeah, I think it's such a I think it's such an example of ball striking wins the day, right? Like it, it you just you can't put your way to a major championship. Not in this era, not with these guys. Uh, I'm gonna read you the Tita Green rankings of the top three in the field. Fowler's third, Wyndham Clark's ninth, Rory's second, and Scotty Shuffler's fourth. Like you gotta ball strike the hell out of it. And Shuffler's having an all-time ball striking season. I, I like I think Fowler would be an amazing story. I think Rory would be an amazing story. There's been some chatter about like, oh, Sheffler wouldn't be as good of a story. And I, I get that. I understand like why people think that, but I I would love the sort of capitalization of an all-time ball striking season. I mean, this is like again. Rick and I should climb on top of the LA country club clubhouse and scream it from the roof, the literal rooftops. He's, he's having one of the great ball striking seasons of the last of this century of the last 25 years. And it would be a shame for him to go through the whole year without winning a major championship to kind of back up what the statistics say that he's been doing. Um, I'm pumped for him on Sunday. I mean, Rory Scheffler in the in the second to last pairing, trying to run down the two leaders of the U.S. Open. Is that any good? I mean, who, who it, do you think be... who's more intimidating? If you're Wyndham or Ricky, and you see one of them make an early move, would you rather see Scotty make a move early or Rory make a move early? You know, I mean, who would you who scares you more if they do? Um, I think the tradition, I think the like common golf Twitter golf answer is like Rory. I, if I'm one of them though, Scotty's terrifying. Like if Scotty hits like a 30 foot Eagle on one, I'm, I'm displeased standing in the first (laughs) fairway. Like that is, that isn't, that's not exciting to me. Uh, He's three shots back. Uh, here's what we'll do. I imagine it's a four-horse race according to Vegas, Josh. Is that is that an accurate statement? Let's see what we've got here. Uh, yeah, Rory McIlroy, your favorite, plus 220. <laughs> plus 280. Wyndham Clark, plus 280. Scotty Shuffler, plus 450. Nobody else shorter than 35 to 1. That's Dustin Johnson. So it's a four-horse race. We can talk about this quickly from an odds perspective, and then we can loop back, gents, on – kind of a historical standpoint, just the way things might might shake out on a Sunday. But from uh, from Las Vegas, Greg, this is pick one, pick one of these four because very likely that it's one of them are holding the trophy. Yeah, and I, I think that's very fair. It certainly feels that way. I mean, Harris English has been putting the ball beautifully, but you could see the back nine give him a hard time. Um, so I, I think that really kind of narrows it down to these guys because they're all playing so well. Uh, and they're they're all so good, and uh, they're all somewhat, maybe not trustworthy on Sundays, but um, you know they're they're worthy of winning a major championship. They all kind of fit the bill to me. 
So I I feel like it's Rory. I don't. I feel like it's Scotty. I feel like it's Ricky. I feel like it's Wyndham. I've had a thought on all four of these guys, which is just a yeah. testament to the way that they've played. Well, I, I work. Think- I I don't I don't know I I really I don't know who's going to win tomorrow. I, I don't know either. My piece for CBSSports.com tonight was who's open is this right? Because I think you know we're through six days of this week, and I think people thought, oh, it's going to be the golf courses open. It's going to be um, an open for you know a city that doesn't get a lot of them, and those two things have well, the golf course has been good, but not what people thought and this the the city thing has not been good at all uh but we also don't know city bank it's been good for city bank though kp (laughs) sure yes absolutely yeah shout out to the (laughs) shout out to the sponsors the city of los angeles the people of los angeles has not been it's not been great but we also don't know who's open this is from a like a player, like it's just a very up in the air open, which is, um, it's pretty interesting to me. And I think it, it gives one more day, one more night at least of kind of, kind of possibility. And then we have a conclusion on Sunday and that's it. And that's tidy and satisfying, I think, but I like the mystery of Saturday night. Like we don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to go, which I think is, um, is a ton of fun. Yeah. Saturday night is the best. There's, Plenty of hope for a lot of golfers. We have no idea. There's a lot of golf to be played, and there are immense ramifications, especially for the guys on the top of the leaderboard. Um, you know, you look at this, Greg. You've got, like, if it is one of these four, Wyndham Clark would win his first major championship and ascend to a different class of golfer. Ricky Fowler, one of the most popular in the world, uh, would get his first major after – literal years of struggle. Rory McIlroy would get to five and he has been the face and the voice of the PGA tour for the last 18 months or the number one player in the world (laughs) gets his second major. Like this is um, it's like, like choose your adventure. This is going to be a sick Sunday Kind of no matter how it shakes out. I, um, Wyndham Clark's the guy that's spoiling the party because I think the other three stories are significantly bigger. Uh, sure. but he's absolutely capable. Uh, and I, I know that with all the time we've spent talking about him on this podcast, it's a, we know that it's a really, you know, he's a good story in our very small world. Um, but in the golf world, he's spoiling the party. The other three stories are as good as it gets. I really, I don't know if you can get better than Ricky with the comeback. And we've been wondering all year, could Ricky Fowler win again? And we've been wondering his whole career, could Ricky Fowler win a major? And I never, I, I never thought that the two would happen at the same time. I still don't know if they will, but I, I love the way that he's played. It's just, uh, it's going to be incredible. And nope, I I don't see anybody running away, which I think is going to lead to a really fascinating finish down, you know, that that, that back back nine. Well, let's let's opine, KP, because this is our last chance, right? We we can only opine right now. 
who's going to win the 2023 U.S. Open? Because when we chat again on the first cut, uh, we'll know. So this is our this is our last crack at it. I mean, you 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 teased us with the goods on Rory McIlroy. Let's like, let's get the goods. Yeah. So I I picked Scheffler, and he's in the top four. And yet, I think Rory's going to win. And I, you know, I there's been 20 guys that have won five, including Brooks, which is just to 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 be the 21st guy to win a fifth major. <laughs> the in the in the in the major after the 20th guy did it would be extraordinary and the thing i've been thinking about all week rick and and this is where i'll probably take it on sunday night if he does win is it's um you know how much i love this stuff but like city of dreams hollywood all, all that stuff and i was we were texting last week and he was talking about how like it you know, in light of the live PGA tour, like everything that's going on, it's like, man, like I'm living out my dream, you know, and all of us are living out our dreams. And I think, and I, and I want to ask him about this on Sunday night, if he does win of like, Hey, what do you, what do you dream? Like, what do you, do you dream about winning majors still? Or like, what's, what is that for you now as a 34-year-old dad who has done everything you can in the game of golf? And so I've just been thinking about that a lot this week, just this idea of like dreams, because that's why people come to this part of the country, whether that's right or wrong or whatever, like that's a reality. And uh, I think Rory still dreams a lot, even at, at this stage of his career. And I think he dreams about winning majors. And I think that would be a pretty astonishing and extraordinary ending to what has been a really bizarre saga over the last 18 months. There's a, a sense of closure in Rory winning. I think um, not that I'm necessarily but like, listen, I don't think this PGA tour live Piff. I, I think it's going to drag on for a while, but there was a weird uh, finality what last Tuesday when, when that news broke and the way that Rory has responded to it, like almost like I'm done with it. Like I'm, yep. I'm moving on. And the final chapter of that story feels like a Rory McElroy win. That's, that's well, how the, the story should end. Yeah. The final chapter of the story is this beginning of the second half of his career. Right, right, because he's he's into that wherever you're at. He's in he's in the second half of his career. I don't know where he is in the second half of his career, but he's been a pro for 14 years. And so, I, yeah, like this would this would kickstart that, and it would be a reminder of like, hey, I'm a golfer first. I know I've been the the great. I called him the bard of the PGA of the of professional golf uh, in my columns, and I. Uh, I know I've been a great talker. I know I've been a poet and like all these different things or whatever, not a poet, but like a scribe over the last year or whatever. Um, but I'm a golfer first and I'm a golfer that is a, I mean, he's a, he's a romantic, he's a dreamer, right? We, we heard that right. at St. Andrews. We heard that at the old course. And this is a pretty good place for dreams to come true. And um, I'm, Sunday's going to be, Sunday's going to be fascinating. I don't know if he's going to win, but, 
it's um, it's definitely out there, and uh, it'd be pretty cool if it happened. Barring the romance, romance aside, Greg, Rory McIlroy leads the field in ball striking. Rory McIlroy has coughed up a couple of strokes he probably shouldn't have. Rory McIlroy has received about zero luck in this golf tournament. I'm not the guy who runs out and says Rory's going to win every time he gets in contention. Yet here I am thinking this is setting up from every angle to be Rory's. I uh, I would say of the four players where I've had thoughts of all of them winning, Rory's on the top of my list by by a hair. Um, he leads the field in greens of regulation. He's giving himself the easiest approach shots into the greens. Um, and and it's not like he needs twenty five footers to go in. He needs a couple fifteen footers to go in. Right. And he that's you know we're talking. Two, if he can make two 15 footers, he wins tomorrow. Um, whether they're for there, and they should be for birdie based on the way that he's played this week. I, I think the golf course is going to be set up a little bit easier. He's going to have to play a little offense tomorrow. Any whoever wins will have to do that. There's an advantage. I, I worry about that last group. I know it's comfortable. Uh, is it a little too comfortable? Can they kind of get into a tailspin together? Because are you I, asking I, for that? Yeah, no, no, I'm not at all. I could see that happening. <laughs> Oklahoma State group, by the way. But yeah, anyway, you know, if you have Rory and Scotty in a in a shootout, one round over one round, oh. I. I mean, I would take I, I would take Scott I would take Scotty, but today I'm taking Rory. <laughs> you, you, can take, yeah. you can take Scotty, but Rory's already got a two shot late. So yeah, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. You got to take Scotty to be one side. I'm going Rory. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, listen, gents. I mean, this time tomorrow we're gonna know the answer. We're gonna know what story Kyle wrote. We're gonna know who held the trophy in the dark probably on the 18th green and who went and told the, the LACC members, Hey, thanks for having us. Yada, yada. We're going to know, we're going to know this time tomorrow. I love Saturday night. It's, it's it, the best. It's good. Rory's going to tell him, Hey, I know you live in Hollywood. You can come visit me in Hollywood in Northern Ireland. <laughs> everybody, everybody in Rory's place. Yeah. We'll be able to fit them. All right, gents, uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow night. Big thanks to everyone who tuned in. Happy Father's Day because we are in the East Coast Father's Day. So happy Father's Day. Um, producer Josh has all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Greg Ducharme available on Twitter at the Real GFD. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 